I was gonna try to recreate it on the recorder. It's been it's been a few years since I used the recorder. I've also tried to play the recorder a lot of times, and uh, I'm just no, no, I've lost it. We can, you can do that later when we're not recording. Yeah, hot cross, was, hot cross buns no, as far I, as I, I can I, get. <laughs> That was, that was close, I think. It's fun that I have a recorder in my office that I try and play during conference calls. On mute, probably. It's one of those, like, you play for a second and then it gets quiet and then you're like, oh my god, am I on mute? But we're and back. then you are. Well, yeah, most of the time. Sometimes I've gone off mute before. Um, I've also smoked cigars on conference calls, just chilling out. Um, apparently, though, people can tell what screen you're looking at during the call. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I don't Depending like Depending on what conference thing you... Okay. I but we're back! It. Texas! Yeah! Woo! Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, that was just CO2 blasted <laughs> beside the mic. But aimed at the TV, so glad there was nothing in the gun. Uh, Surprise! So this is day four. We're going to try and squeeze them together. I, I don't think it's possible, but... Um, We'll see what happens. So, day four, the Wednesday of Tugboat's tumultuous tour of Texas, take two, turbo time. Um, <laughs> so, we uh, we finished off. Brown, I mean, uh, Chef had, uh, well, I got that. Chef had a uh, big mark to finish the day three off. Got drunk and belligerent in his bed, told me that <laughs> I was in charge of the remote. Anyways, we woke up, uh, fairly good time, so somewhere like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, who knows, and uh, made made our trek over to uh, the Shiloh. Shiloh Johnson, Shiloh. And uh, wouldn't you know it, had the same breakfast. Breakfast (laughs) Yeah, but we knew enough after the first day to not get the potato. Not waste our time on that. Yeah, and I didn't even go bacon. I just went straight. I went three sausage breakfast tacos. I thought you did two, and I did two and one. No, on the second day, I knew better. I did three. All with cheese. You almost ordered yours without cheese. Like yeah, an that, idiot. Would, that would have been disastrous. Even though one showed up without cheese, but yeah, who's counting? Close enough. But yeah, so the same same place, the same breakfast tacos. It's same not table. often on a on the same table. Not often on a vacation you would go back to the exact same place. You usually want to experience it's, as much and as explore. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, nope. not this. They were great it was tacos. Too good. So we we did that. We uh, had our delicious breakfast, and then there was a spot that we saw. It was on our list, and we also saw it on our tour the day before to go to a place called the Buckhorn Saloon, and also had a Texas Ranger Museum. Um, and we're like, you know what? Let's check this place out. Why not? We'll, we'll go. So we eat breakfast. We're like, it opens at 10, so we can take our time. Mm-hmm. We get there at 9.55. We have to wait outside. Like, and Chef is like, like, I do not. Let's go somewhere else because I do not want to be the first ones through the door at this place. And I was like, come on. So he walked away. I just stood there stubbornly. As they opened the door as for they him. they opened the door for me, looking at me being like, who is this idiot? Um, so we opened it up and there was an old guy who's like, and he was like in character, dressed like, like to, dressed, to the dressed, yeah, dressed to the nines, to the like eighteen hundreds, like kind of like Buffalo, like Buffalo Bill, dressed up, like yeah, like Chavs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
He, he's chewing a cigar, like chewing the shit chewing out of a cigar. Yeah. So we go into this place, pay. Uh, then we're like, can we get a beer? And there's like, he's like, yeah. Well, like, he recommended. The beer makes the tour better. Yeah, he recommended. Yeah, you just uh, you go through the turnstile here. You go get a beer up at the bar, and you take the beer so, through the museum with you. So there was no one working at the bar yet because it had just opened, <laughs> and it was 10 a.m. So. <laughs> We, and not that they were against drinking at 10 a.m. No, they're just, they just they hadn't there like, yet. Yeah, like the bartender was still like having a coffee and waking up. So we walked in. We The first floor is kind of, you get a taste of the buckhorn part. So a little bit of history on the buckhorn is it's the saloon. The owner wanted to drum up some business. It was like in the Depression. People didn't have any money. Oldest oldest saloon. Yeah. And oldest operating, continuously operating saloon. So they're like, um... How do we get people to come in and drink our booze? So he made this deal. He's like, if you come in and give me antlers, I'll give you a shot of whiskey or a beer. So that became very popular. So all the archways, like when you go in, in between rooms and stuff, are just antlers nailed to the ceiling. Like, it, it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty crazy. So, and then there's just like... Horn like stuff made of horns everywhere. Yeah, and then he just got like a reputation as being the guy with the horns and the cow horns and the buck antlers, and then became the guy with the the, the taxidermy stuff. And then people became just the guy with more taxidermy. Yeah, people stuff. would just a either give it to him, donate something that he doesn't already have, like a, an animal from some exotic country, like a giraffe, or or eventually like they trade for things. So, so he he got into making furniture with cow horns, which, which was pretty pretty cool. pretty cool. And I'm sure he traded some of that for some of the the other pieces. But when we had driven by on the bus tour, the guy said. This place has got like 500 yeah, and then the taxidermy. Other guys had 300, 300 species. So yeah. somewhere, somewhere between 300 <laughs> and 500. I think it was closer to five based on everything we saw. Because if you count the fish, yeah, there was, there was a there lot was, of taxidermied fish. fish. There was. So, yeah, so the, the buckhorn part is that kind of stuff. So, taxidermy animals, old timey saloon. And then the Texas Ranger Museum is what you'd expect. Uh, Texas, super boring. <laughs> Like, we, we overheard there was a lady bringing a group through, like, they were going to rent out the whole place for an event, and they're like, yeah, you could use this part to serve, like, hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and for the gun enthusiasts or people that like Texas Rangers, this would be a great room. And I was just like, I think if I'm you, neither of those if, things. If you got more of a history on Texas Rangers and you weren't just, you know... You just, just in your mind, think Chuck Norris as soon as you hear the word Texas Ranger. I was thinking Chuck Norris, George W. Bush's baseball team. Those are my Texas Rangers. Like, between, like if you looked... But I don't know the I'm whole sure there's history gotta, there's of gotta like, be the some history. they made. And, yeah. Because they took down a lot of like the, the famous outlaws. And like how they came to be, like the Texas Rangers are like, yeah. they're a thing. So I was reading they're, about like, it. law and enforcement kinda... unto them. The, the, it's like the, the Pattersons, right? When, or the Pattersons, when they people in Pinkertons. Pinkertons, yeah. But so the, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption, too. It's kind of like the same thing there. Yeah. Like they were a group of people, and the Texas Rangers have maintained through but history. I, I just. I start once it started to switch to like the sixties and seventies and mixed into the early stuff. I yeah. started to they lost me. Yeah, there was, when it was like some modern guns and in, handcuffs. And some in well, there was still like modern guns, handcuffs, and then billy clubs. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, the regular police stuff. But uh, I don't know. That, that part didn't really grab me as much as yes. I was kind of hoping it would. But we walked through it all and read a good portion of it anyways. And then we went through a little fake town, like an old-style town with yeah. where the chef's uh, blacksmithing hobby. He got to see, like, an <laughs> anvil and some shoes. Uh, weird weird part, just a quick sidebar. is not in the notes, but... Um, there was like a little plaque that talked about this first TV cowboy and his famous horse. And right behind it was the horse <laughs> from like the twenties. They stuffed the horse and it's in this museum. I'm like that. Yeah. Makes me feel weird. And as we walked in, there was another, another point where there's this large plaque about this really old bull that was super yeah. famous in the area and this this plaque we're, com- we're reading it commemorating we're like here's this huge old bull when he was big he was old he was i forget why he was famous other than yeah. that but like he was like known he was then, like he was like the big ben of of yeah, yeah. of bulls for but then horse breeding then you start to like your eyes drift up, and there he is. His head is <laughs> head right is above mounted. it, and not like a Madame Tussauds wax museum. No, like it's his real head. It's his real. He died, and they said somebody said, "Yeah, we care about this guy so much. Let's let's stuff him." Yeah, so there he is. Uh, it was interesting because I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it made me feel uncomfortable, but it was just kind of like this is unusual. Like I don't usually read about a dead thing and then it's in my face. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was neat. So by this point, we've probably, we've explored the first floor. Here he is. And right? we, Magnum. Magnum. Name. Yeah. He lived Huge. from 1980 to 2007. That's an old bull. Yeah. That is very old. And he doesn't look that old in his taxidermy. Wow, well, it's like a mortician makes you look a bit prettier, yeah, right? Yeah, they've got some moisture on his nose yeah, here. Yeah, they, they little. He's got a real expression in his eyes, though, which is also terrifying. <laughs> but and he was a longhorn as well, which of was course. the other. You know, it's Texas. So, so yeah, we did this. Yeah, cheese and rice. <laughs> so we did this uh, museum, and uh, you do that part, and then. You get upstairs and it's just all taxidermy from around the world. It was really difficult to navigate this museum because there was no like real good indicators on which way you were supposed There's to no go. Flow. There was no flow. So, so we, we got did through part of the Texas Ranger. Then all of a sudden we were in this like town, and then there's more Texas Ranger. And then and there's just, also taxidermy sections. And then we had between. to just turn around when we got to the end. Oh, the dog farted and then moved. <laughs> like it woke itself up. Oh, come on! And then. Uh, but there's this one little like weird oddities section where you go in. Oh, that was and upstairs. Like, yeah. Well, by this point, we had already gotten beers as well, which yeah. was the good point. The bartender finally woke up, and uh, we grabbed beers, and they were. Do you not smell that? They were like two dollars for these beers. Shiner box. The cheapest beers we had when, yeah. in like this super touristy place would have expected them like to be twelve dollars expensive, and no, no, it was great. So we took the beers on the tour and walked upstairs. So we went into this room, and the first part of the room is an angle floor. It's on, like, a 30-degree angle. And there's, like, little photo op things, and then there's some games where you put a tennis ball on the shelf. looks like it's going downhill, but because of the floor, the ball actually rolls uphill. And then the next little part, they have water that flows uphill. So it's like these little... Like sideshow oddity things that they used to have. So then we were looking at like two-headed calves, 
Cyclops lambs. Yeah, that was weird. Super creepy. That was weird. Um, and then like the little mermaids, Fiji mermaids, and all kinds of like sideshow stuff, like Ringling and uh, the other dude. Uh, what's his name? Barnum, PT Barnum, used to have like the sideshows in their circus. So we're seeing all this stuff and reading a little bit about the history. Really cool. Then you go into like you know like rhinos and stuff on the wall. Yeah, like in a little e- bit less everything cool. you can imagine stuffed the on the animals. wall, and you, and you have to put yourself back in the time where it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. People weren't worried about saving the animals. It was like it's the forties. This is going to go on forever. Like nineteen fifties. World is great. We won the war. Let's do anything. Let's kill whatever we want to kill. So there was one guy that was like, I'm going to bow hunt all of the major species all, on the all, planet. All the, all the top five big game. And he's like, I'm a friend of the buckhorn, so I'm just going to give it all here. And like his bow was there and stuff. Yeah. The whole thing. And like, so he bow hunted an elephant, a lion, a jaguar. Yeah, a lot of stuff. More but than like that, the, the the big five, rhino. The big five are. Yeah, there but in, in, hippo in there. In, in this place, there were there were taxidermied hippos. There was like a giraffe. There was a baby giraffe. And a then full and, baby giraffe. And then a baby giraffe to go with it. Like yeah, it was you just nuts. different time. And like a lot of people would be really uncomfortable and grossed out. You and I were just like, look at that hyena's penis. <laughs> I took a video and sent it to the boys, and they're like. Is that hyena peen? Um, but just, yeah, we were just being weird about it. But I think it, it was the, kind of sobering when you go in there, you're like, oh my God, so much death. And all I could think about was Ace Ventura 2. He's like, what a lovely room of death. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. it was like. It was everywhere. But you, you have to just ignore it while you're there. But yeah. It was, uh, and then WB was a uh, taxidermist. Yeah. Not WC, just so we... The new WB. Clear. The new WB was, was a taxidermist. So I grew up with all that growing stuff. Growing up in northern Ontario, too, and, and on a farm, yeah. you, you kind of you know about death. But if you went in there as, like, you know, granola, hippity-dippy... I don't know what the word is for them, but somebody yeah. who cares about animals so much... You know, just I think it would norm, be very norm, uncomfortable. normal people might find it uncomfortable. Yeah, we're the normal people; they're the weirdos. And so Don't the only down. the only piece that got weird was the artwork made with snakes, with rattlesnake <laughs> rattlers, and it was like hundreds of them, hundreds and hundreds of these the little rat. They kind of look like honeycomb like, almost, like they shed them, right? But yeah, still. You'd have to have, like, a snake farm of large... Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, we were both like, nope, nope, no, and just kept walking. It's fine. They were Beautiful murals. Art. Be- murals, like, yeah. like, five feet by three feet yeah. murals. Just all made rattlesnake rattles. And we were like, nope, mm-mm. Not looking at that. So weird. Meanwhile, there's like it took endangered me species everywhere. <laughs> and we're like, nope. That's where I draw the line. So, Good yeah, snakes. that was the buckhorn, which we talked about for at least five times more than I thought we were going to talk about. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, then we went to the hotel, checked out, and as we, like, checked out, the valet showed up with our car. Again, like, the bus, like, did timing. break stride. Timing was great. Right into it. People are like, I don't care, but it was awesome. Yeah, if it happened to you, you'd be like, that was cool. Yeah. And if you don't, then you suck at life, because you got to appreciate the little things. So we're like... We're on our way out of San Antonio. What are like the last drops of juice we can squeeze from this city? 
How about the original ones? So we went to the Spanish missions, all of them. All of them. Uh, we started at the most southern one, the San Jose mission. So if you don't know, mission is the Catholic Church shows up and they essentially build this like town and church, and then all the natives or Indians they still call them in Texas kind of come in from the countryside like they're nomadic they follow herds they come in and they're like hey if you hang out here we'll feed you and then you don't have to like go out and all you, all you gotta do is yeah, li- listen about this just God. Listen, listen to me talk about this jesus guy that sounds pretty cool yeah so they like eventually start living there and they have like a roof over their head because why, why would you go if you've got food and you've got a safe place and yeah. You, you go from being nomadic and always living traveling in a tent to... to living in the stone building. And yeah. So they and then you help build it bigger and bigger and farm the land and all of a sudden you have like a whole town. So they started off with the San Jose one. They had Conception or however you say that. Conception. Sure. And uh, then they the other one was the Valero mission, which actually turned into the Alamo and got mostly destroyed. But then they also had this San Fernando Cathedral, which we I would say we didn't spend as much time at. Because uh, no. we just drove by it. We just drove by We it. slowed down to an uncomfortable level for the people behind us. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, there but it is. The other Got missions. It. And the other missions still, like, do masses every... Yeah, they're active churches. Act, active churches still. And we went in and uh, walked around in them. It's very, like, you can't... Well, you, I think you could take pictures, but you're, you have to be very quiet and respectful. And you can't wear a hat, all kinds of stuff. It was pretty... Uh, but there was no one really was, in there. No, it was empty. But there was, it was a whole, like, feeling, like, just... You could kind of feel the history, almost. I, the San Jose one was really neat. Because yeah. uh, just all the nine other rooms and stuff. But anyways, so we got a little mouthful of history. And we got out. We took off. We we're like, where are we going to have lunch? We couldn't figure it out. And I was like, there's one spot I really need to stop at. And it's Cavender Boot City. Because... It's time. It's time. Boat is getting boots. He uh, missed out on the the last I round. Chickened out at uh, Fincher's White Front or whatever it was called in yeah. Fort Worth, which so, was. It still continues to be a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. So, we went to this Cavender Boot City, and they've got sizes like seven to fifteen, and I'm like, yes. I'm going to find boots that fit me here, no question. Yeah, and there, got, there was a shelf, like a solid area. There was about 30 pairs of boots between 13 and 15. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Of those 30, only one fit me. One fit that we, we, you liked, may, liked enough. Yeah. Well, the, the, no, there was, that was, I didn't, didn't love those boots. I bought the only pair that fit me. Um, our... Brown, or I mean, Chef uh, went and got this girl, Brittany, who was not super helpful. <laughs> um, towards the end, she brought me some, some people call them poles, some people call them hooks, to help you put on tight-fitting boots. And uh, that expanded the number that fit me, probably by like three. But uh, it was we spent an hour of me trying on all the boots to try and find one that fit. My feet were also swollen because... We've well, been walking and drinking, drinking nonstop, and eating and yeah. So, I got the boots to fit, and we're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. In the meantime, that was about a probably about an hour and a half. No, it was an hour. And then he's like, to celebrate it that he has feet that are more commonly sized. <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna buy this other pair of boots. So now I have two pairs of boots. I'm like, 
You're a dick. And it literally took me less than less than four yeah. minutes to find A, the one I wanted, B, the size I needed. Yeah. So he just like bought a pair, and then we were shopping for shirts and stuff for a bit. I didn't find anything I liked. I don't think you bought any shirts no, either. just the boots. So anyways, that was that. And uh, I left with uh, some boots. Not the poles that I should have bought with them. Just the boots. Yeah. So then we uh, went and got some coffee, and uh, we continued on. Kind of went off the beaten path a little bit to go to Salt Lake Barbecue, um, which was on uh, was on the first Texas. Yeah, so our plan was to go to trip. Jester King Brewery, Salt Lake Barbecue, and then San Antonio. Yeah, was our original plan. So we're like, you know what? Let's do it. We were gonna go to the Blacks and Lockhart to do all three Blacks, but that seemed excessive. So. We figured we'd give another place and to Salt try. And came highly recommended from one of the chef's colleagues. So we went there. It was a whole... I think the experience was more valuable than just the barbecue itself. I'd agree. Yeah. They have a winery. They have a whole, like, compound. It's BYOB, which we didn't know. Which yeah. Which would have been pretty clutch. there's a place clutch. to buy a B next door at the yeah. winery. So um we had some well i had a beer you may have had wine i don't remember i had wine i think yeah. i ordered a dr pepper initially because we we're in texas i ordered well i got the beer and the wine didn't know if you wanted one yeah. i was gonna drink them both if you didn't so anyway we we ate our lunch <clears throat> but the most impressive thing was the meat pit yeah. that was so as we, you walk in the main door and then also out uh yeah there is this probably six foot wide stone pit six to eight, yeah. that they were just feeding uh wood into underneath and it was just kind of a it was almost amb- like a warming area yeah so it was they were everything was being smoked outside or in this other back room and then it was brought into this area where it was just kind of sitting and keeping warm and still you know getting some but of the smoke flavor and stuff like that so awesome. and it was like it's like 15 briskets. There were like... Like hundreds of pounds of meat. Uh, yeah, racks upon racks of ribs all laid off to the side. There was sausage hanging from the manifold like uh, yeah, above. It was, like it was, it was pretty wicked. Pretty wicked. I think you did a little boomerang of it that you yeah. never shared. Uh, I, well, I shared it with the world. No. And just get with the world and get with Instagram. And you'll, no, you'll you get just it. had a straight photo on there I checked. No, I, got, I had both. Anyways. It was on my story. Maybe that's why you missed it. I don't know what that is. Anyways, uh, (laughs) Salt Lake Barbecue was fantastic. The most memorable part for me was uh, leaving Salt Lake Barbecue. I decided I'm going to put my new boots on and uh, stretch them out while I'm in the car. So there was a a bunch of other people sort of arriving, and I was really struggling. The right boot went on like nothing. That's the one I tried on in the store. Did not try on the left boot in the store. Could not get the left boot on. <laughs> and there's like the group of people that were hanging out and behind my, us my in, that, in that car. hanging out. And uh, he's like, do you want some help? And he's like, come over to this side so these people can't see. And I'll try and <laughs> me, help you me put help. it on. <laughs> and then he didn't. So then I went on that side. I put it on myself. Eventually I was able to like squeeze it on. And then once it's on, feels like it was meant to be there. The right boot, super uncomfortable. So we get in our Ford Flex and we're driving through hill country of Texas, like back country, seeing all these sweet ranches. It's actually pretty cool. It was drive pretty. Yeah, it was a cool drive to come in. And we're gonna go. What we're gonna do is drive into Austin, drop me and the bags off of the hotel with these boots on. He's gonna go <laughs> drop off the car, and then take his precious bird scooter 
and finally get to ride it because I'm not there to hold him back and he's going to ride the scooter back to the hotel. So, you know, it all it worked out. My feet were fine. Uh, I got into the lobby with all our stuff, sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Don't know where he is. Like, uh-oh. <clears throat> Hope he didn't get in some kind of kerfuffle. But uh, it turns out there was he had to get gas, and then there was traffic, and then his... Uh, Bird account, which he had used previous. I used when I was in, uh, in, California, in California. He drove one. It said his driver's license was under uh, review or something, so, so he I was had all to, he had to hoof it back. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't use my bird. So we he got back and uh, we got settled into. Do you our call room. it playing with your bird or? I don't think, think so. What's their What's their company motto? Handling your bird, driving your bird, driving your bird. I don't either way. Or a bird, uh, that's a little more promiscuous. Anyway, that's not the word you should be using. So we got to our room, kind of chilled out for a minute, relaxed, and uh, wa- I don't know. We watched a movie. I don't even remember which one. I don't even know. And then we're like, we need. Oh yeah, wasn't it? Uh, that was after Major League. We oh, watched something was... else before. I don't know that. Anyways, we we're like, you know, we're in Texas. We went to San Antonio. We barely had Tex Mex. Oh, we got beers. You forgot the beers at the hotel. That was the great. And the in the oh, so we went yeah. to the exact same hotel as our first night, uh, and we had planned on staying there. So we we were excited that we knew we were hopefully going to get some breakfast tacos again from yep. that same hotel. So there was there was that level of excitement. But they and also have happy hour, and they have free happy hour beer. Uh, it's not great, but it's free. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly that. And so we roll in, and it was Which there was probably like 15 minutes left of happy hour. If I would hour. have went to where I was supposed to go to wait, I would have known this and probably would have been like eight beers deep by the time you <laughs> probably, got back. Probably, yeah. But instead, I waited on the bottom floor. But we got out, and she's like, well, happy hour's on, but it's going to close soon. And we're like, yep. Yep. (laughs) We didn't even go up to the room. We just brought the bags to the breakfast nook, sat down, and then it was like there was was a a keg fridge, and you just pour it yourself and and hang out. So, yeah, we poured, we poured, we had three. Four. We each had two, or we had poured four, and then you were drinking one, and then you went, oh, I gotta go. Is there a bathroom on this floor? And I said, I don't know. And you just left for like 15 minutes. So when you got back, your other pint was just gone. I wasn't playing with my bird. No, he was playing with something else. (laughs) So then we went and watched the movie. So then we're like, we need Tex-Mex hard. So there was this place on our list called Iron Cactus. It was in both cities, as it turned out. Yeah. So we went there. It was kind of like a casual fine dining like not really nice yeah but it was on a really sketchy street so like you mean the main street yeah 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 so it was it was a nice restaurant it's just walking there like it it wasn't even late it was like 7 30 or 8 at night and there was people passed out on drugs like a guy with his pants pulled down to his knees lying on his back with like you could see his full like skin below his boxers like that's how far his pants were pulled down just 
just terrifying people. There was a guy walking home with leftovers, and a guy came and to this, accost this, them. This is like the main bar street as well, yeah. right? Like this is this is where all the action just, happens. Oh, I would not want to have to go there. So that's why they made that northern part that we went to last year. All the downtown bar old mm. owners got sick of the atmosphere. That's why, because it's terrifying. But anyways, so we got our Tex Mex on there, had a couple of beers, feeling pretty good about life. And then we... Uh, yeah, we had legit Tex-Mex there. What did I have? I don't, I don't remember. We had some interesting appetizers, yeah. too. They were like stuffed peppers or something. Anyways, we ate there. It was delicious. Um, I guess the only thing that stands out... Not the only thing, but I remember that our host was uh, in training, and there was a lot of other... So I feel like Wednesday night is not their busy night, because they were training def- all their new not. people. But... Uh, it's still good, though. When we left, instead of walking back the same way, we like ran up a quiet side street, a street north, which our hotel was actually on, just so we didn't have to walk past that circus again. And then we watched Major League for a bit and just kind of faded into the night. Yeah. Another uh, relatively early one. I fell asleep knowing that great tacos were, great great we breakfast had, tacos were in the near future. Yeah, we had greatness on our horizon, so yeah, that's that was day four. Of Tugboat's Texas Trip 2, Take 2. You know it. Tumultuous.